Welcome to ERM Perspectives, the show dedicated to credit union enterprise risk management. If you're interested in hearing perspectives on enterprise risk management directly from the people who do ERM at credit unions, you've got the best seat in the house. I work with credit unions every day so they can have their ideal enterprise risk management program. I'm your host, David Seibert. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of ERM Perspectives. I'm your host, David Seibert. And today I'm excited to have Janelle Burgoyne with me. And Janelle is the Chief Risk Officer at CQ, Maryland's largest credit union. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you, David. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I think we're going to have fun today. Great. Yeah. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got to be where you are today? Sure. So, you know, as you mentioned, I'm CQ's chief risk officer, I've been with the organization going on a year as of May. I came over from the banking industry, so I spent some time in ERM roles at USAA in their banking division, also spent time at Capital One in their ERM function as well, and then have you know spent a lot of years in the consulting space. I worked for Deloitte & Touche, um, you know, spending time in the ERM world there also. So a bit of an ERM nerd, um, given my experience, um, education-wise, you know, have a legal background. I got my JD from Notre Dame, but I've taken, you know, a very circuitous path to the risk space, but, you know, I've enjoyed a lot of my time just learning how organizations function, right? Strategically, I think ERM gives you that opportunity to get a window into what the organization is doing at all levels. Um, And I've really enjoyed that, you know, throughout my career. That's a great history and a great experience to build to get you where you are today. So thanks for sharing that. So, you know, your experience at Deloitte and banking, and now that you've had a year at credit unions, where are we at in credit unions with enterprise risk management relative to banking and, you know, a big Ford Deloitte consulting? Do we have a ways to go? Sure. So it's a great question. I think one of the things that you know I've brought over from you know, the big four and from banking is a pretty rigorous approach to ERM, right? The regulatory environment in those spaces is much more, um, the bar is pretty high, right? I'll say that. I think from a credit union perspective, I think our intentions are great, but I think from a maturity perspective, if we were to compare you know, credit unions as a whole to to banking or to what's happening in finance as a whole. And we have some room to grow there. But also, I think the opportunity for risk is much higher in these ginormous institutions, right? So the regulatory landscape there, you know, is valid given the scope. So, you know, taking that in mind, I think credit unions are on the right path. I've seen a lot of energy around ERM. I know that there's been, obviously, this podcast is an example to that movement in the right direction as it relates to ERM and just raising awareness to that part of the business. One of the things that I think credit unions and what makes the movement so great is that we're so member focused and everything is about the member and how can we create savings and sort of generate revenue that goes back to the community or back to our members. So that's kind of where credit unions, I think, are focused operationally and process-wise. But ERM allows us to look at sort of what's going on behind the scenes and what are we doing from an accountability perspective? What does our governance process look like? 
How are we managing and being proactive when it comes to risks across the organization? That is, like I said, taking a step forward rather than having to be reactive to an exam or an audit. I think there's a, a prioritization of that that perhaps hasn't been um, at the forefront in the past. And I think, mm-hmm. like I said, I think there's a movement towards prioritizing ERM as a strategic objective and a strategic investment that perhaps historically hasn't been done before, which I think is great. Yeah, it is great. It's good to recognize that we are making progress in risk management, enterprise risk management, the credit union space. And we're happy to have, I mean, it's great that you can come in with some pretty strong maturity in the space and kind of leapfrog some of them, you know, learn from the mistakes and just kind of go right to where you ought to be as opposed to having to live through the same mistakes. So, you know, let's just take advantage of it now and get to where we need to be. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about your risk management program. And so, you know, how long has it been in place? How are you staffed? You know, what's anything unique about what you're doing uh, at CQ for risk management? Sure. So, I mean, I inherited a pretty established risk function at CQ. We have roles that are dedicated to, you know, legal compliance, BSA, have a chief legal and compliance officer who oversees all of that activity, have a leader dedicated to things like vendor risk management and business continuity, um, our overall annual risk assessment process and fraud, which is a biggie for us, you know, have someone dedicated to that as well. Um, And then from a facilities management and sort of operational risk perspective in terms of the branches and what's happening from, excuse me, a security perspective, have leadership dedicated there as well. And then I have an ad hoc sort of HR oversight role, which is new. I think in the credit union space, it's not uncommon for folks to have a hodgepodge of different things, right? Just to manage the complexity of the business and sort of our, our flat infrastructure in the way that we're designed from a leadership perspective. But overall, you know, our risk function has been in existence, I think, as long as, you know, the credit union's been around at least 15 years or plus in terms of a focus on risk. From an ERM perspective, you know, me coming on board, I think we're making a dedicated a dedicated move as it relates to prioritizing enterprise risk. I think we've thought about risk management as risk equals compliance, BSA, and fraud. Um, and getting us to, you know, part of my role is to get us to think about ERM and from a macro perspective. So what are the strategic risks at the top of the house? What are the ones that sit at sort of the department level? Um, what are risks that sit in the first line and the business unit risk? Like what do those look like? And having a conversation around risk from bottoms up, top down um, within the organization. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear that you're that you've just in the short period of time you've been there, you've recognized kind of where the risk management maturity is at CQ and where you can take it and get more strategic as opposed to operational. And uh, you have a pretty, you have a pretty large group uh, under you that has a lot of operational type risk and compliance. Um, I assume you, you interact with like Alco on a regular basis as well to kind of tie in that financial side. Exactly. So, you know, having a seat at the table with Alco and um, we have a variety of different financial committees that report up through Alco. Um, and I'm also part of part of those 
governance bodies in those meetings as well. Yeah, let's talk about governance. That's that's an important topic for me. I my enterprise risk management is really kind of focused on this ecosystem of risk governance and strategy. And of course, you've mentioned all of those already. Um, is there a specific risk management committee, for example, that that you run at the credit union? So I've set up um, an operational risk and compliance committee at the management level. Um, that's been new over the past, I don't know, four or five months. Um, we don't have a committee that formally sits at the board level, um, but it's assumed that any risk-related topics um, feed directly to the board of directors. So obviously the supervisory committee provides an oversight role, um, but part of my role is to bridge the gap between the supervisory committee and the board by providing enterprise risk management reporting directly to the board. Um, and that oversight committee that I mentioned that I stood up bringing information from that committee, you know, reporting and different pieces of information go to the board that okay. way. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. So I was going to ask about, you know, what's your direct relationship with the board? So thanks for sharing that. That's good. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk a little bit more about your risk management program. Is there anything that you're particularly strong at at CQ? And can you give us an example or kind of talk through that? Sure. So I mentioned kind of the historical nature of our risk program. I think fraud is something that we are really great and really strong at as an institution. Um, we have continued to sort of underperform on our fraud budget in terms of managing fraud losses at you know a macro level for the institution. So a lot of that is driven by you know a really dedicated team for one, but also just being on top of the latest trends as it relates to things like dark web monitoring and just being on top of transactional you know, history and things that are happening with our members kind of real time uh, allows us to kind of detect fraud and make you know, risk-based decisions on you know, what's happening across you know, our members' cards or however they are um, engaging with their money on a day-to-day. -day. So just making sure that we're on top of that, I think is something that is just kudos to the team and, and the energy that they put into, you know, taking fraud as a really high priority for them and for the institution. Yeah. Congratulations on the success there. I know fraud is something that every credit union wants to make sure is right. under control. So is it, is there a lot of manual process there or has CQ invested in some kind of this new uh, AI and a lot of this data mining and big data, anything like that? that you can yeah, see. so it's a good question. There's a combination. Obviously, there's manual work that still exists, but there has been, you know, a concerted effort on our part to leverage vendors that are using things like automated tools and techniques to make sure that we ourselves don't necessarily have to be running the day-to-day -day in terms of picking up on all of those things, but using you know, vendors like Verifin and, and different tools that, you know, they um, are able to provide us as a um, credit union to sort of pick up on those things. Um, AI is something we're, we're definitely exploring across all areas of the business. So fraud is one, but also thinking about AI as it relates to lending, right, in terms of lending decisions and, you know, what that looks like for us. So definitely something CQ is, is exploring. Good. Yeah. Good to hear that. Well, we'll have you back again. You can talk about <laughs> that uh, 
maybe in a month or two. Okay. <laughs> I'll get <laughs> ready. <too> soon. <laughs> get right on that. Got it. Oh, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's good. Well, we've talked a lot about a lot of cool things you're doing in the risk management space, but we know it can be kind of a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to, to really manage risk. It's a pretty broad thing to do. So what's one of the hardest things you think is involved in standing up a risk management program and just managing one day to day? How do you deal with that? Or can you talk to us about that? Sure. I think it's, it's not unique to me, I don't think, but one of the things in ERM that can be difficult is is buy-in and sort of getting folks to understand the value of a function that's all about retaining value rather than generating it, right? So how can you sell um, folks who are you know, generating loans or who are in our first line on the value of sort of doing an assessment or thinking about a decision in a way that you have to document it a certain way, right? Like those sorts of extra steps aren't necessarily natural, but there's an element of education and buy-in and sort of energy that you have to create within organizations to prioritize risk, right? And sometimes I think when we think about risk, most people come up with a negative connotation. Um, and I think I'm trying to be a beacon of risk being equal to strategy and taking strategic steps, right? So just how can we change the mindset from risk being sort of a negative uh, and turning it into something that's positive that drives us to our, we call it a one-page strategy within the organization. What does that look like? How do we create those sorts of connections for every employee so that we are all sort of speaking the same language? So to answer your question more directly, I think just education and getting everybody on the same page and selling the value of risk is probably the most difficult piece of the risk game that isn't necessarily on your resume, right? But it is a key part of driving a really good, you know, risk program. Right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I agree. It's important to really get that education and training out there. So how do you go about doing that? Do you have a formal process of saying, Hey, let's get out and train and educate first line or second line or management, or is it more of a take advantage of the opportunity when you can to just talk more about what we're doing and, and, and train that way? Yeah, I think it's, it's a combination. I think there's, there's an approach that I've taken coming on board in terms of what's my high level roadmap. Like, what do I want to get to by the end of this year? And where do I want to be in the next two years? Right. And one of those things was on training um, and thinking about the training that does exist within the organization. What's the program that we have in place? What can I plug into? So one example um, was just around business continuity. That was a standard program that existed um, from a training perspective, but it needed enhancements based on some low-level audit findings that we had internally. So that was just low-hanging fruit in terms of how can we take this business continuity program, insert maybe a little bit more um, ERM-centric language, right, to sort of elevate the conversation we're thinking about risk as like one small step, right? But from a long-term perspective, by the end of the year, I need to build out an enterprise-wide risk management training. So that's a, you know, that's a bigger endeavor. Um, Part of that requires, you know, educating just my leadership and the board on the vision and what we are agreeing ERM looks like, right? Um, To get us to that point. So Right. Kind of a, a, a weak example, maybe, but just sharing kind of the, the ways that you can 
scope your efforts. And I think it's just figuring out what exists, where, where are small opportunities, what's low hanging fruit that perhaps you can infuse um, some of that ERM framework and sort of flavor into the organization rather than taking things on, thinking you have to build from scratch. I think there's a bit of that from a change yeah. management perspective, but just figuring out um, where you can concurrently make enhancements, but also, you know, build things that are new. Yeah, I think that's, I think you've answered it well, Janelle, covering kind of the two different aspects. You're, you're leveraging like business continuity. That's a great way to leverage what's already taking place. And then of course you are moving towards a more formal, hey, let's train let's find out who needs to be trained and make right. sure we can train them. So that's, that's nice to see you're, you're kind of taking it from both, both angles to make sure you get where you need to be. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Sure. So uh, you mentioned, you, you said the word framework. I'm curious, are you following a formal enterprise risk management framework or some kind of a risk framework? So good question. I have a framework that exists in my head. <laughs> I have a COSO framework that I'm very used to, you yeah. know, in my banking days. Yeah. Um, but the framework is actually one of the deliverables that I'm trying to build out for the end of the year. So CQ's ERM framework is uh, in the works, but I know what it looks like just at a high level, right? So one of the things from COSO that, you know, I'm leveraging is just the lines of defense model thinking about risk ID methodology, what that looks like from you know, risk ID, um, assess the risks, mitigate, monitor them, just that life cycle. And then thinking about just the tiering of risks throughout the organization. So top of the house, departmental level risks and things that sit you know, at the first line level is kind of the, the framework that I have in the head. Um, and it's also things that I've articulated to our leadership team. It's not all in Janelle's brain, but it is something that just takes time to get inundated, right? With how we as an organization sort of adopt risk from a culture perspective. Right. Well, you know, that's the best kind of a framework is to have it, you know, uh, made specifically for the credit union. So it fits mm -hmm. what it should be instead of just um, pulling something off the shelf. So I know it's a big endeavor, so good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Janelle, is there anything else about you or ERM or risk management or the credit union that we didn't cover that you'd like to share? I think the only thing I would share is just um, how big of a journey and how far we can go from a credit union perspective. Um, you know, I've been with CQ for a year, and I think just based on my assessment of where we are from a maturity perspective, I think aligns well with probably a lot of other credit unions and that we're probably pretty nascent if we look at where we are versus where we can go as you know aligning risk strategy as I mentioned earlier there's a lot of opportunity there um, but I'm working on you know building a team and building skill sets and um, within CQ that I think will help us get to that sort of level five organization and risk is a huge piece of that it's a huge partner. Um, so just wanting to share, I think that, you know, I'm really excited about ERM and its role in the credit union space. I think in banking, um, ERM is maybe not as exciting. I mean, as it probably was in 2008, 2010, when risk became a big thing after Dodd-Frank, right? I think there was a lot of energy around, around that area. And I think that sort of tide is now shifted to the credit union space where folks are prioritizing it. They're realizing 
how positive it can be when you make those investments mm-hmm. and really just looking forward to seeing where I can build CQ and build my team and just kind of help the overall credit union move um, to maturing our enterprise risk management um, capabilities within, you know, the broader, broader credit union space. Right. Yeah. Do you have like a formal, like multi-year roadmap that you've built? I, I know right now the credit union's about 5 billion and you'll get to 10 billion pretty quick after that. Right. So, <laughs> right. Do you have like a formal roadmap that you have mapped out or anything like that that you're. So we do, we do have um, a roadmap that takes us out to 2027 um, as an organization and risk is one of our business priorities, you know, for this year. And it probably will be for the next several years. I would anticipate it will continue to stay a, a key component to our overall roadmap. So um, you know, our CEO, Dave Swider has made a concerted effort to prioritize risk and governance as part of our growth strategy. Um, and I think just him making that prioritization move is huge for us, um, you know, as we think about building out and enhancing a lot of our capabilities um, for the organization, not just from a growth perspective, but with that growth, there needs to be a level of governance and accountability um, that I'm hoping to drive. Yeah, good for you. There's a lot, when you grow, there's going to be a lot of that governance stuff that has to be taken care of. And yeah, there's a lot more to it than just the risk that you're dealing with. So that's good recognition. Yeah. Well, lastly, do you have any uh, advice for our credit union listeners around risk management and maybe, you know, how they ought to get started or some kind of advice? Sure. I would definitely say stay the path. Um, I think there's a lot of of good in this work. Um, And I would also encourage us to collaborate, right? I think there's also a lot of folks that are coming into the risk space, into the credit union space that have outside experience from other industries. Um, So for myself, I'm coming from banking and consulting. What can I share with another credit union leader who's perhaps building something similar? Like how can we collaborate and share resources? I think is really Um, one of the pieces of advice that I would, would share. And I think, you know, like I said, I think this podcast is great in terms of being a place where that collaboration can happen Um, because we are, you know, we're an industry that is kind of strained on resources, right? We don't have a ton of money that's just falling from the sky. So how can we leverage each other um, and our experience to, to build um, better teams, build better organizations, um, I think is really important. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for mentioning, you know, reaching out and getting help. I think that's great advice for other credit unions. And thank you for mentioning collaboration. Um, as you and I talked earlier, um, this podcast is a way to, to help other credit unions and we are a very cooperative movement in the credit union space. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm looking forward to participating in that. And again, as you and I talked about earlier, um, I am trying to help figure out how to enable us to collaborate more. And prior guests have had the same uh, recognition that that's something we should do. So I encourage all of us to reach out and talk to each other about how we can collaborate. So yeah, that's great. Very important word. Uh, Well, Janelle, uh, speaking of collaboration, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, is there a way that they can reach out and talk to you? Sure. I think the best way to reach me is on LinkedIn. I think that's probably the best platform. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Janelle Burgoyne, 
you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, Perfect. And I'm happy to answer any sort of messages there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, Janelle, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I learned a lot about you and your credit union. I think the listeners will have too. So thank you so much for your time. No, thank you for having me. Well, thank you to the listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode of ER Perspectives. And uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. That's all for today's ERM Perspectives. If you enjoyed the show and heard something useful, please do your friends and colleagues a favor and share this podcast with them. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Please contact me if you'd like to be a guest on this show or if I can help you or someone you know. I'm David Seibert, and you can find me on LinkedIn or at my website, davidseibertconsulting.com.